and welcome to Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Anderson. And I... <laughs> Aren't you, you going right? to say the shibby part? Oh, yeah, but if you went to uh, high school with me, you could call me shibby. And I'm Ethan Sereski, and ah, you think darkness is your ally. You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. That you were. And even uh, for uh, fans of the show. That was um, so fun. I'm glad you had a great time. Fans of the show. Fans of the show that don't know what the premise is. You know the types. Uh, Can you tell them what the premise is? First, we introduce ourselves in a silly way, yeah, and that was try. that was a big success for me today. You nailed it. Yeah, thank you. I I, I think so. Uh, but like all episodes of Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, one of us this week, and that week it uh, this week it will be Shibble, has mm-hmm. done extensive research on a ghost, ghoul, goblin, demon, cryptid, something of that sort. Yeah. And uh, concurrently, the same week, uh, the other one of us, me, Ethan. Has done absolutely nothing. Mm-mm. Not not true. I've been celebrating my grandmother's 99th birthday. Happy birthday, Bobby. Happy birthday, Bobby. But uh, nothing to do with the show, really. So I will be um, an audience surrogate of sorts. Mm-hmm. And I'll be asking all the questions your hearts are burning with desire to know as we discover this new cryptid. And what is it this week, Shibs? This week is gotta be the Grunch. <laughs> That's right, baby. Capital T, right? Capital T, capital G. The Grunch. I like the sound of that. When I say the Grunch to you. From New Orleans, from, Louisiana. From Nolens. Ah. Uh, what uh, What do you, you don't know what that is. I know. I can honestly say, uh, as I can on most weeks, but, but you know, completely honestly, I, I do not know what the Grunch, a uh, Grunch or the Grunch is. So when I say to you, the grunch, in your mind's eye, what do you picture? What do you picture the grunch to be? Um, m- my first thought mm-hmm. was that the grunch is like the Grinch of New Orleans. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, like he lives in a bayou and he has a little pot belly and it's fuzzy and he, and he just hates jazz. He just hates it with all, you know, with all his might. So he steals all the jazz instruments from all the New Orleanders. But when he sees how sad they are without their music, his grunge heart grows three sizes bigger and he returns all the instruments. And then he has a huge heart attack because his heart grew three sizes bigger. Well, goddamn, was the Grink there? Uh, maybe, uh, maybe that one, that one, maybe, maybe do you have any other not a Yes, but yeah, of course. I, I think that maybe the, gr- I'm going to take it. That's not what it is. Cause you're letting me keep on guessing. Well, I'm hoping that you'll just dig yourself into a deeper hole. I'm hoping that <laughs> the other guesses will be less correct. Um, I, I think the grunge could be one of the McDonald's weird characters gang. Mm, okay. What food? Like the hamburger grimace, the grunge. You, tell me that doesn't sound right. Yeah, so hamburger, he's got the hamburgers. Right. Grimace famously loves shakes. Is that right? Yes, yes. I believe he actually is a shake. What? Yeah. And the fry guys love fries. So what's the grunches thing? Um, He's a pedophile. 
Okay, I could see why they didn't keep him with the brand then. So well, yeah, no, I had to go with something that they wouldn't have kept him around. That's why he's mysterious. That's that's what his yes. character trait was. He's going to get picked up by Subway. Do you have any other guess? <laughs> well done. I like that one. Um, I do have a final guess um, because I swear, I swear I think this is real. Okay. Um, isn't grunching, like, I don't think this is the cryptid, but I think this is really what the word grunch is. Isn't okay. grunching when, you're po- when you post to a thread without reading the other the, the other responses like I, I swear i think that's a thing i've never heard that term of phrase and it did not come up at any point in my grunch research hold on G- google no you can't you want me to go to an urban dictionary real quick uh, well you just google grunching posting you know posting i on mean threads. if it's a slang term it'll be on urban okay dictionary. sure i don't know what the urban dictionary i don't spend a lot of time there I spend most of my internet time on the Pornhub, and I name it the Hub, and it's on my um, my um, you know my toolbar. Let's see, uh, nope, not seeing anything there. All right, I'm just gonna Google grunching. Yeah. Uh, nope, nope, nothing there. You have made that up. So okay. is that your third guess? Uh, it's going to have to be now. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I'm not going to be dishonest and make up a fourth one. Uh, I, I really did think that, that that was what it was. I thought that could be a thing, but I didn't think it was this thing, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but glad to know I'm wrong. Listen, everyone's fallible. Hey, if you ain't learning, you ain't living. And I've got a great way for you to learn about the grunge. And it's, What would that be? It's narrative fiction. It's a work of narrative fiction. I love works of narrative fiction. They're just like stories. Yes, that's why we sort of named the next segment Story Time. Story Time. It's Story Time. Story Time. It's Story Time with Uncle Monster. Story Time. It's Story Time. It's Story Time. It's Story Time with Uncle Monster. Story Story Time. time. Miles Davis said, (laughs) if you have to ask, you'll never know. That's jazz. That's why you got your doctorate in ethnomusicology with a focus in American jazz. So you would never have to ask. You would always know. (laughs) After receiving your PhD from the University of Munich, you, Professor Herbert Delmenhorst, became one of the world's foremost experts on jazz. Your favorite was always scat. (laughs) Maybe it was something in your German blood but you always loved scat. The freedom of it. Scat served as a direct expression of the jazz inside the artist to the <laughs> audience without the middleman of an instrument. That's why, in your thesis, you argued that scat is the highest form of art. <laughs> the next step is to expand your thesis into a book. It's tentatively titled Zip Zap Zoodle Scat as a Mind Bridge. <laughs> and your publisher has furnished you with a plane ticket to America to finish your research. You visited the many, uh, visited many of the greatest jazz cities of America, New York, Chicago, Wichita. There's only one city left on your list and you saved the best for last. New Orleans, Nyland, the Big Easy. Crescent City. The Paris of the South. The birthplace of jazz 
and the home of the last great legend of scat, Ten Fingers Allen. <laughs> Ten Fingers Allen has had a standing engagement to perform every Thursday night at Corny's Crawdad and Blues Palace for the last 57 years. Many claim that Ten Fingers Allen invented scat when he was performing with his original band, the Goopy Nuts, <laughs> when all of their instruments broke simultaneously. Ten Fingers finished his solo using only his mouth. The crowd went wild. Some say that it was actually Gory Gil Gorman who created scat at the Kits and Cats Crawdad Cafe. Some say it was actually Gunnar Ron at Dinky Doo's Crawdad Paradise. But Ten Finger Allen is as likely a candidate as any of them, and more than most. Now, tonight, this Thursday night, you find yourself at Corny's Crawdad and Blues Palace. Ten Finger Allen! <laughs> you are enraptured. Ten Finger performs songs that have never been recorded, songs you've only read about. Songs like Skiddly Weebop Means I Love You <laughs> and Jazzing All Over Your Stomach. <laughs> he even finishes his set with a hit from his first band, Scatting on the Goop. <laughs> After the show, Ten Finger bellies up to the bar. You muster your courage and approach him. Excuse me, Ten Fingers? <laughs> you ask. Five on each hand, baby. What's the haps, chicken flaps? <laughs> Mr. Ten Fingers, I need to know the secret of your scat. I have never heard another like it. Please, you <laughs> must tell me what inspires you. Plead. Well, I'll tell you, friend. Anytime I'm about to scat, I just close my eyes. And thinking, I uh, think about being back in the day, back out on Lover's Lane, out on old Gannon Road, they call it now, where I would make time with my old lady. I think about kissing on her boobies, <laughs> and the scat will just start flowing out of me. Skilly beep, skilly beep, booty, booty. He finishes his drink and scanned his way out the door. You knew you had to find this so-called Gannon Road. You punched up an Uber and headed over immediately. <laughs> The streets are looking less romantic than Ten Fingers might have led you to believe. The lawns have gone to seed. The houses are boarded up. You close your eyes and try to imagine what it looked like when Ten Finger Allen was here kissing on his old lady's boobies. <laughs> when you open them, what you see shocks you. Crawling from the darkness into a pool of light below a street lamp, it's a trio of bizarre-looking beasts. They're about a meter in height, with shaggy, greenish-gray fur. They have goat hooves on their legs and arms ending in clawed hands, with spines running down their backs. As you approach more closely, you can hear them grunting to each other. 
You start to back away, and they approach you more quickly. You turn to run, and they break into a full sprint. All three tackle you like a pack of hyenas tackling a proud German lion that loves jazz. <laughs> you feel their teeth rip an apple-sized hole in your flesh. Mein Gott! You cry as you feel them drinking the blood from your body. They say, if you have to ask, you'll never know. If you had asked, you might have known that Gannon Road was once called Grunch Road and is the home of your killers, Dr. Herbert Delmanhorst. was the home of the Grunch. <laughs> she be very good. Thank you. Thank you. That was really well done. Wait, did, I did you say, did you say Zahom? Uh, I didn't. I swear you said Zahom of the Grunch. I very well could have, but if I did, well, I guess we'll have to check the tail of the tape. Listeners, go back just a minute and check to see if I said Zahgrunch and comment below. Did, did uh, he, was he called Ten Fingers because he had ten fingers? Yeah, five on each hand, baby. Yeah, okay, just making sure because it just occurred to me like a minute in and it just made me laugh really hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was trying to think of like a jazz name that wasn't ableist, so I didn't want to call him like Blind Lemon Pie. So I was like, <laughs> oh, that's Ten Fingers Allen. He's got all ten. Are they all ableist? Like, like as a rule? No, probably not. I my jazz. It sounds like they are. They probably jazz is probably the devil's music. <laughs> that's why they only listen to polka in my house. <laughs> That was really good, and and can you give me once again? I, I I it was hard to hear the grunch, the description of the grunch. Would you mind running sure. that real well, quick? Well, let's let's get into the grunch. So the grunch. Okay, let's let's do that. The grunch is a blood drinking humanoid with goat legs, green skin, and spines running down its back, roughly three to four feet tall. That's reported in the area of uh, New Orleans and sort of the surrounding suburbs especially in the area of so-called Grunch Road. So it's it can be five feet tall, so it's humanoid and almost human size. Well, no, yeah, around it, human size. No, three to four feet tall. Oh, I thought it's a four to five. I'm, I apologize. No problem. Yeah. Uh, their uh, behavior appears to be semi-intelligent. Uh, they're not quite capable of speech, but they can vocalize grunts and these wolf-like howls. They can do grunt grunts? Yeah, sort of like a, <laughs> that those sort of things. Do they do they communicate with each other via grunt, or are they not? Uh, they appear to grunt to each other, uh, and and part of that also might be a, one of the big reasons why humans is capable are capable of language the way that we are with such a, a broad vocabulary is because of uh, the shapes of our mouths. Oh. Uh, so they might just not have the appropriate mouth shape. So they to... may think in like fluent Latin, but they just have little shitty mouths. Yes, yes. I mean, maybe in fluent Latin, they, that might that could be it. <laughs> uh, but they they have no known language. We can't translate what they're saying. Uh, they're also capable of using simple tools. They can open doors, so they're like, mm. you know octopus level intelligence let's say i think that's a big thing i think in horror things and monsters there are ones that can open doors and ones that can't yeah yeah and if uh yeah 
ones that can't understand doors, uh, you've got a distinct advantage over. Yeah, like a uh, like a tiger. I'm not as afraid of as a as like a a, a demon. Yeah, yeah, a tiger. Especially if I've got a good solid door, a tiger's going to get through your plywood door pretty easy. But if yeah, I got a but, nice, you know, it I might not even realize the there's something behind the door. It's a tiger. It's got my scent. It's a man killer. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I put them as uh, having the intelligence around of a, that of a four year old. Let's say. Four feet tall in in four years old intelligence wise. I got you. It's easy to remember. Yeah, four and four. Four and four. Uh, now, uh, do you have any uh, facts for me this week? I do. I have Layla presents Grunch facts. Oh, okay. Sounds good. I mean, I thought I was going to be delivering all the Grunch facts. Oh, I can't let you steal all the all the thunder. No, I got to get Layla up in the mix with some Layla presents. Crunch facts. Number one, Captain Crunch's full name is Horatio Q. Crunch. The character was created. I don't think that was deserved. The character was created in 1963 in response to a survey that indicated that children under 10 preferred crunchy foods to soggy foods. Surprise. The first wow, iteration. I love a soggy food. The first iteration of the cereal was actually named Captain Rock Bites. <laughs> but unfortunately the real captain rock bites was found to be a war criminal yeah <laughs> that would have been a great serial number two one time captain crunch took time for a mental health issue uh in 1985 <laughs> captain crunch disappeared from boxes of captain crunch cereal leaving a question mark and an empty silhouette in his place Isn't that mm. weird? Uh, i think the- i vaguely remember that the Where's the Cap'n campaign encourages kids to decipher his whereabouts through clues on the back of the box. In December of 1985, it was revealed, it was revealed that the Cap'n had been hanging out in the Milky Way. That makes sense. That's dumb. Guy loves milk because he's a cereal. That's, that's, that was the payoff of that campaign? Yeah, I mean... Milk, get it? Do you, no, do you get it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was every, the ad exec at, at the pitch yeah every box should have had a button that did that number three creating captain crunch to put a face with the cereal quaker hired dawes butler <laughs> he must dawes a, butler he must have been a racist the dawes butler <laughs> wow well there's not another one probably probably i mean there's only one dawes butler <laughs> literally uh dawes uh was a voice oh see now you're gonna feel dumb because he's famous yeah the dawes butler he was a voice actor who'd who'd provided the voice for both yogi bear and huckleberry hound yogi bear and <laughs> huckleberry hound don't you wish you had his autograph dawes, and captain crunch <laughs> captain Rockbiter. <laughs> in 1963 the first captain crunch commercial aired nationally uh with dawes the cereal was an instant hit within two years of its produ- introduction it became the ninth best-selling cereal in america god bless and ni- ninth is bad but not that bad just like captain crunch that was my uh addition to number three <laughs> yeah i mean it really feels captain crunch i never cared for 
I had no, like, it, there was nothing about the commercials or the appearance of the cereal, seeing it in the aisle. Nothing made me want it. Flavor-wise, I found it all right, but that texture is just too damn crunchy. It you really, are not like, one of those kids. It, it cuts the roof of your mouth. Oh, my God. You're a soggy food kid. Oh, yeah. I love just being able to slop it all down. Give me my big bowl of slop. I didn't know you could, like, split people like that. There's crunchy food people and soggy food people, and you're a soggy food person. I wonder what I am. I don't know. Do you like McDonald's? Yes. Soggy food person. Oh, we're both soggy. That's awesome. Yeah, McDonald's is designed specifically to be as textureless as possible, so you can just, like, inhale it. Oh, so it's for ease of eating. Okay, those are your first three grunch facts. So back to the... uh, I'm going to call those Captain Crunch facts, just... So people can understand what we're following. We got the big picture. <laughs> okay. But so uh, the description uh, of the grunch that we were talking about, the original yes, grunch. Yes, please. The Nolens yes. grunch. Uh, you might mm. notice there's a lot in common with that of a chupacabra. That's right. Yeah, with the spines and the reptilian kind of thing. Yeah, and, and the, the hooves. And they have goat legs. Yeah. But uh, uh, the chupacabra, we know, was sort of popularized in the 90s. Whereas right. uh, Tales of the Grunch go back at least 150 years. Tune in to 92.3 with the Chupacabra. Wasn't that how it was made famous? Yes, but why was he Transylvanian? <laughs> I don't know. Was he? I'm high. He was. He sounded Transylvanian to me. Yeah, uh, well, in Transylvania, they were big on the Chupacabra. Yeah. Obviously. Latest news from New Orleans, <laughs> America, for our favorite segment, Chupacabra Watch. Take it away, man. <laughs> our favorite segment, Chupacabra Watch. <laughs> That'd be a great segment. Can we have a segment called Chupacabra Watch when we do it in Transylvanian? I'm working on a new segment called tentatively called cryptid news where i Ooh. will have a google alert and find the best cryptid news that comes across my desk of the week but i only set it up two days ago and the only i haven't gotten any good stories yet so but keep That's an a eye super out. great I, I love that idea uh, cheers to you i love that thank you watch out listeners for future episodes well we'll be having cryptid news tentatively <laughs> now unlike the chupacabra <laughs> Which is said to leave a classic three-hold bite mark. Do you remember that? Yeah, and it sucked the blood out. Bottom. Yeah, that's right. A grunch will leave one giant hole. Two in the pink. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. yeah. This is no the uh, the grunch is going more for girth. Uh, oh, yeah, just one large hole. Like all and women. It, and sometimes uh, it will suck out not just blood but also entire organs. Oh, that's more violent. So you got to watch out for that situation. Is it by mistake while they're sucking blood, they just suck too hard or no? Uh, I mean, I, I don't think they find the organs nearby. So maybe they're like, ooh, bonus treat, you know? Like, you oh. know how some people, sometimes you'll be eating chicken wings with the guy and he'll have like bones that are completely clean. Whereas I won't eat like the cartilage. I thought you were going to say, and he'll eat the bone and be like, bonus treat. Yeah. Mm, that way. I, I don't know anyone like that. Yeah. <laughs> Never met that guy. I'm a no waste type of person. Uh, <laughs> just really trying to reduce my carbon footprint by eating bones. <laughs> uh, now, do you want to know about the origins of the grunch? He must be a, he must be a crunchy foods person. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the origins, I would love to hear. Please tell me, origins of the grunch. Now, the origins of the grunch are tied to famed voodoo queen of New Orleans, Marie Laveau. Oh, my God. I was just watching her on American Horror Story. I love her. Yes. And she was a real person. And she was born Mary Catherine uh, Laveau. Uh, and she was born on September 10th, 1801. Did a she free- lose the, la- the middle name? Uh, that was just her full name, but it wasn't what she went by. I got gotcha. uh, you. Uh, she was born a free woman of color. Uh, she was a practitioner of Louisiana voodoo of some repute before rising we, to the we fame. We remember it's of voodoo, voodoo, right? Uh, I think Louisiana voodoo is different from the sort of global. I think. Oh, okay, we're gonna go with the stylized regional. Like okay, the, yeah, the specific uh, practice of voodoo. I'm a little uh, offended, voodoo. but I'll go with it. All right, uh, and uh, so she was, yeah, the the voodoo queen of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. But uh, her day job was hairdresser to the rich and famous. Uh, as a sideline, she would also provide magical service to some of her wealthy clientele. Mm. Uh, she also owned at least seven slaves. So thumbs down. to Seven that. what? Slaves. Enslaved. Oh, people. God. My God. Yeah, that's more than a couple. Yeah, I mean, even one is too many. One, one feels almost weirder in a way. Oh, that is so... You know what? Great point, because who's that? My slave. That's my slave. Where are the rest of them? Where's the rest of them? No, it's just Sammy. Don does the whole job. He's great. (laughs) You're doing great, Don. He's really tired. Yeah, he does. Boy, let me tell you, a lot of hustle. A lot of hustle. He eats the bones. Yeah, no waste. Anyway, (laughs) uh... And yeah, just having that weird, like, personal relationship with your one slave. Oh, yeah, it's so much more intimate than having seven. Yeah. Uh, So, she also served, but she served her community at large uh, and was a a leader in the New Orleans voodoo community as voodoo queen. Uh, It was in this role as voodoo queen that someone brought her uh, what was called the devil baby. Wait, were the slaves white? No. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be weird if she owned white slaves. I don't know where you could find those. Yeah. It just sucks. It those Irish slaves. slaves. Uh, no, it does <laughs> suck. Uh, so she brought... Uh, someone brought her a devil baby. The devil <laughs> baby, it was called. Uh, the devil baby was horribly disfigured and abandoned by his mother. Oh, God. Uh, large swaths of his skin would just sort of fall off. Oh, uh, Laveau took pity on the poor guy, but knew that he was a devil baby. That was for sure. So she... Wait, they assumed he was evil. Be- they, he was evil, right? Well, I mean, he was a devil baby. Okay. I didn't know if it meant the devil had done this to him or he was of the devil. It's tough to say because uh, the his origins are a little bit crowded, clouded in mystery. Right. Uh, most we know is for sure is that the devil baby was left in Marie Laveau's care. Yeah, with the, the new Republican abortion laws, we're going to have a lot more uh, devil babies. Yeah, being left in the hands of the voodoo queens of New Orleans. <laughs> she also knew that the devil baby should not be allowed to breed. And with that, <laughs> it's time 
for everyone's new favorite segment. Oh. <laughs> Kidding me. So, I thought there was going to be a solo this week. No, 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 no. I haven't worked on any extended radio cuts yet. <laughs> now, Ethan, our listeners should know by now that you are newly single back on the scene. That's right. That's right. Now, one of the things I remember you talking to me about, about your ex, is that they oh. never like to watch uh, the same movies as you. Right. That's true. Uh, the main disagreement was, uh, uh, she said, um, I hate horror movies. Not only do I hate them, but I won't ever try them or watch anything close to them with you or anyone else. Okay. So if you wanted to put together a list of five horror movies to let a prospective date know your tastes in horror movies, give me your top five. That's a what a question. Well, thank you. I would go Nightmare on Elm Street. Great choice. God, this is hard. Oh God, I wish I wasn't high. This makes it so much fucking harder. Because <laughs> straight I, off the dome, don't overthink it. Well, no, because I wouldn't say Hellraiser, but that already popped into my head. But I wouldn't say it because All right, I don't Hellraiser, even like number two. No, because that's not even like one of my favorite horror movies. It just came my oh Candyman. Candyman. Okay, if it's one of your favorite horror movies, then, then I'm going to put that in the top five. Candyman. But Hellraiser's not. Well, if you find something to bump it before we get to number five. Okay, I will. Um, wait, so Candyman, Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street 3. All right, got two nightmares in the top five. Yeah, well, um, that's what I'm going to do. You're Sorry. not going to put any of your, uh, your Conjuring Ghost movies in there? No, no Conjuring Ghost movies. Um any of the phantasms the exorcist exorcist and uh what's a sexy one sexy one hellraiser no that's that's a snm one same difference <laughs> well it depends depends on your taste um uh, sorority babes at the slime ball bowl rama <laughs> that is such a great movie and such a fucking great reference i love you for saying that my uh, last movie last horror movie um Sexy Let's one. test their patience. Lair of the White Two. All right. So for the top five, we got Nightmare on Elm Street. We've got Troll Two. We've got uh, uh, Candyman. Yep. We've got Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three. <laughs> yeah. And Hellraiser. No. What was the other one then? Oh, I fucking got high. I don't remember what the other one was. Now. All right, and Hellraiser. 
<laughs> they can rewind if they care enough. If you care enough, let us know what Ethan's top five horror movies are. <laughs> yeah, remind us. And no, top five to to create a an understanding of what I'm into horror movie-wise. It's not my top five horror movies. It's not what you asked. Okay, top five movies to understand his taste in movies, but not his <laughs> top five movies that he likes. Right. <laughs> so, back to the Grunch. Uh, now, you might remember we left off. She knew that the Grunch, or the Devil Baby, should not be allowed to breed. So, she did what just any... just baby. Well, still, it's better to worry about that now. Let's get out in front of it. Okay. Uh, so she castrated the baby. Oh, no. Why is she so horrible? Then she gave it the old orchiotomy with one snip of her old hairdresser shears. Oh. And as the testicles fell to the floor, as they hit the ground. She stepped on them. They transformed into a male and female grunch. Oh, my God. Are you telling me? Shibble, is the origin story of the Grunch that it's the testicles of a devil baby? It They are uh, the testicles and the descendants of the testicles of the devil baby. They grew this, rapidly, like in a real? matter of seconds. This is I don't what, care if it took them 10 years or 10 seconds. It's fucking weird either way. <laughs> this is 100%. I mean, I don't want to jump ahead to this is real. I, to is it real, yeah, of course. Yeah. But uh, within the confines of the story of the Grunch, this is its origin. This is the origin, yes, that uh, Marie Laveau cut off the testicles of the devil baby, and as they hit the floor, uh, they grew rapidly in a matter of seconds, kind of like uh, gremlins popping out of Gizmo's back and just instantly taking their uh, full adult form. Did they skitter away? Uh, no, they did not. They attacked Marie Laveau, beating <laughs> her nearly to death, uh, kicking and punching and biting. Uh, she was left unconscious and bloody on the floor. And when she woke up, the devil baby was gone. Okay, question. Shoot. Well, it's not a question. It's, it's a More theory. Of a comment. Theory. Um, maybe these are just a defense mechanism of the devil baby. Maybe. It's, okay, so the devil, or maybe uh, she was right not to let it breed. Maybe these grunches were down in its balls this whole time where you need to take a form. And this is their sort of half-formed, you know, thing. Oh. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't... I, uh, this is so weird. It is very strange. Uh, so they the, beat Marie Laveau physically? I mean, she's a voodoo queen. She couldn't they, put a stop to the testicle uh, attack? No, and I don't, I don't know how old she was at this point, but uh, she was also never much of, like, a scrapper. And uh, her her magic was mostly ritual magic, you know. Not much that she could be right. Yeah, like, but lie. couldn't a she probably didn't have a zombie nearby to to help her. Yeah, yeah, she didn't. She wasn't prepared for. She was not expecting the. Testicles. And uh, who amongst us is expecting <laughs> the testicles that we cut off a devil baby to fall to the floor and then bouncing like super balls <laughs> and emerging uh, like Pokemon, a pair of grunch. Well, I'm just going to tell you, it sounds ridiculous to me because I, I mean, no testicle I've ever cut off a devil baby has ever turned into a grunch. Well, ridiculous. that's, that's why you're not the voodoo queen. That's all. Well, that's true. I'm also not an, el an elderly voodoo queen. No, 
with seven uh, slaves. So uh, this breeding pair of grunch. Were the uh, seven slaves little people? I don't believe so. I would have given them uh, names like in Snow White. Oh, okay. Classic. (laughs) (laughs) So the breeding pair of grunches ran off. And uh, they took residence around... (laughs) Uh, the old Grunch Road, which is where they got their name. They're 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 commonly called the Grunch Road Monsters. Oh, I get it. And they short okay. So they weren't Grunches out, out you know, no, when they no. attacked. Right. No, they didn't have a name. They were just evil testicle monsters. Oh God! I wish they had never gone near. Grunch. I wish they had found Evil Testicle Avenue. Yeah, then it would be we'd all know what they were instantly. Yeah. And you can see also how this is very different from a chupacabra. The chupacabra were not famously descended from a pair of mating testicle monsters. That came from a devil, baby. That came from the devil, baby. <laughs> the devil, baby. Yeah, the famous this... devil, baby of New Orleans. May I ask an Uncle Monster history question? Shoot, I'll see if I can answer. Could the devil, baby, have been from Stoll Cemetery? Uh, pretty far, Kansas to New Orleans. Uh, this is a voodoo priestess here. I mean... Well, and also she didn't, someone abandoned this baby. Someone from Soul Cemetery? Someone drove it down to New Orleans to say, I need you to keep an eye on this devil baby. Don't cut its balls off. Whatever you do. Don't feed it after 12. Don't cut its balls off. Those are the two (laughs) biggest mistakes. Now... Yes, they took up residence on Grunch Road. Now, if you, uh, it's on the east side of the Big Easy. What would they have been called if they lived on your road growing up? Uh, they would have been called Rochelles. Not very intimidating. <laughs> the Rochelles of New Orleans. I mean, it does have French. Oh, yeah, it does. Good point. The Rocher. Now, now someone's going to use that information to hack one of my patents. <laughs> Your bank account is currently being emptied. You son of a bitch. So they took up residence uh, around Grunch Road on the east side of the Big Easy. And it runs pretty much right up to the lakes of uh, uh, the shores of Lake Pontchartrain there. Lake, lake what? Pontchartrain. Okay. Uh, the Grunch Road is now called Gannon Road. Uh, presumably because real estate developers did not want the road to be associated with Grunches. Or they're just Zelda fans. Yeah, could be. Could be that they're big fans of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> uh, the My daughter Road. is a huge fan of that. I still haven't played the new one. I she loves it. Uh, so the Grunch Road uh, was once a famous lover's lane. <laughs> uh, people did like to kiss on boobies there. That part of the story was true. Why do you associate kissing breasts with Lover's Lane? I don't know. It seems like something you could do in a car very easily. But is that the first thing you think of when you think of like like a Lover's Lane or like a kissing spot? Is that like what you what you did? I I never really went to Lover's Lanes. My familiarity is largely from eighties movies. Are you being I'm, serious? Like you never went to a spot in high school? Like a like one no, of those I didn't like, have anybody to make out with in high school. Yeah, you did. You there were. I remember women being attracted to you. You you were not into them, I guess. But I didn't pick were, up on it. There were plenty of women who were into you. So well, I I blew it for several years. Well, uh, but I got it together, and look at me now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So I mostly made out in people's houses. That's where I was oh. making out with. 
What's the first time you kissed a breast? Ooh, I'm going to say that was in high school. That was with my high school girlfriend, whose name I will not say on the radio. No, don't do that. Yeah. But uh, she's a great gal. Hope she's hanging in there. If you're listening Good to the show. Uh, oh, she had great breasts. Beautiful body. Beautiful gal. Very nice. Yeah. So now if you Google, uh, like I went to Google Maps and I checked out what Gannon Road is looking like now. Uh, not so hot. A lot of uh, suburban sprawl sort of grew out into the area. Yeah. So that made it less viable as a lover's lane. It's less private once houses are on the street. That sucks. Now you'll just have to fuck in public like the rest of New Orleans. Yeah, or like the British. <laughs> they call it dogging. That's or, true. Yeah. Uh the so but what drove out the lovers also drove out the grunches. You know, the grunches didn't like all that exposure. So really? now now they sort of in that, they moved out to more like bayou type areas and surrounding smaller communities you can still find them in the grunge road area but you know it also it just looks like a shitty place to hang out i wouldn't hang is out it not a nice area it didn't look great from what i saw obviously i haven't been there in person if you listener live on gannon road i'm sure your house is very nice <laughs> if you live on gannon <laughs> Nothing. I'm sorry. I'm sure it's a nice place. <laughs> I'm sure good people live there. It just looks like it needs a little TLC. I'm sure there's no reason why they make up stories about grunches around your house and not mine. <laughs> so one thing that did happen, of course, famously to Nolans, is Hurricane Katrina. Uh, the floods allegedly drove grunches to higher ground. And since Katrina, there have been increased reports of grunge sightings and attacks. Oh no. So stay safe out there, Big Easy, because there's a lot of there's a lot of dangers when it comes to a grunge. Uh a lot of abilities that they have, a lot of things that didn't come up previously that I want to make sure we have now before we get to the tail of the tape. And this is sort of the final part of my research. Oh, I, I can't wait to hear about this the grunge skill set. All right. So we already know they have reasonable uh like toddler or four year old level intelligence. It's awesome. So not bad, not bad. So like, they like Dora, and they can't fend for them, and they need someone to help them, or they'll die. Yes, yes. They they, but they also are powerful enough to grab their own food. Like imagine right. if all of the four year olds' cookies were already on the floor for them. They'd be oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, but they also <laughs> have a chimp like strength. What? What? Chimp like strength. Very strong. Oh. There are rumors that some of them can fly. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Not all of them, but some of them have are alleged to have bat-like wings. There might be sort of mutations. You know what's weird? You just told me a story about these little monsters called grunches that descended from testicles, and when you said they could fly, that's when I go, wait, that's weird. That part does not check. No, they don't Superman fly. They have <laughs> bat-like wings. But they also allegedly... Have the ability, some of them have the ability. And I think this points to the fact that there are mutations in the community. Some of them can pass through walls. Are those the dead ones? Like, are there ghost grunches? There could, they could be ghost, they could be ghost runches. I love uh, ghost runches. Or, or grosts. Grosts. I love that idea. Oh my God, the dead ones that you could see them just like the other ones, except they have all the ghost skills. 
Yeah, they also have ghost powers, like the twins in The Matrix. Part two. I don't remember that. The dreadlock twin. You don't remember the dreadlock albino I, I only saw the first Matrix. Oh, you gotta see the rest of them. Are they good? Uh, if you go into them with the right mindset. I'm open to it. I don't have any feeling about them either way. I don't, I'll have to watch the first again. I don't remember Just it. Don't pay attention to the story. It's all garbage. Okay. Just watch it. You can watch it with the sound off and you'll be just as good. Andrew Tate says that we're in the Matrix now. Think about it. <laughs> Last power, powerful stink. I always trust English people um, who talk about them that we're in the Matrix who have the poor people accent. I uh, always trust uh, uh, sex traffickers. boxers <laughs> with CTE who are sex traffickers. Yeah. Yeah, I always trust anyone who's in Romanian prison. <laughs> That's the best way to sum it up. Well done. Uh, yeah, so they also have a powerful stink. Romanian uh, prisons? Both Romanian prisons and the Grunch have a uh, powerful stink. Yes. So, gotta watch out for that stink powers. So that comes to the end of my Grunch research. Okay. So, I uh, just gotta ask, are there any more Layla presents Crunch Facts? Number four. Captain Crunch has enemies. Many deadly enemies. <laughs> when Captain... <laughs> When Captain Crunch's uh, cereal was first introduced, his foe was an animated barefoot pirate named Jean Lafoot. Get it? Ah, uh, yeah, this guy sucks. That's funny. In the eight, no, it's not. In the eighties, a live-action Lafoot, played by an actor in a false mustache. All right. mm, not a real one. Not a real one. Great fact. Uh, article writers who I took this from would try to sneak Captain Crunch cereal from unwitting kids. They would steal from children. Uh, Jean Lafoot, you fuckers! Jean Lafoot's primary objective was to cap capture the captain and force mm. him to tell the secret of "quote unquote" what makes Captain Crunch cereal so crunchy. Spoiler: It's rocks. Yeah, remember, remember the original recipe: rock bites. Right. Number five: the first addition to the original Captain Crunch was Crunch Berries. Classic. Crunch berries were added to the cereal in 1967. That's a long time ago, man. Yeah, yeah, old concept. One of the brand's earliest commercials highlighted the strawberry flavor of crunch berries. Oh, I thought you played a sound effect. Someone texted me, and it's coming through my headphones. <laughs> I, I was like, why? Why a ding? Uh, once God, again... Once again, pirate Jean Lafoot demanded to know exactly what a Crunchberry was, and later commercials featured the introduction of a friendly creature known as the Crunchberry Beast. Okay, I think oh, we I should do an episode on him. That'd be great. Yeah, that would be a good one. Oh, I call it. Number six, the captain was almost canceled. Despite what advertising tells us, <laughs> this is a secret, Captain Crunch was never really part of a complete and balanced breakfast. No! As, as, yeah, I know, right? As delicious as the cereal is, it's actually loaded with sugar. No. Yeah, I know. This is crazy. The captain found himself uh, potentially walking the plank in 2011 after child obesity experts began to take a closer look at the marketing of sugary foods to children. PepsiCo began to scale back the captain's visibility, which led to speculation that the captain could be destined to be murdered. Thankfully, while the captain... 
what? <laughs> Thankfully, while the captain had been pulled from the Quaker website, he did return with a new Twitter account proclaiming, quote-unquote, I'm hearing the rumors. I would never retire. I love being a captain too much. I bet what? he Yeah, I like, bet he loves He doesn't love the cereal. He's just like, I love my job. Yeah, he loves the sea. I love sea the crowd. Crunch. <laughs> Boy. All that tale of Captain Crunch sounds crazy to me. Almost as crazy as the Grunch. It just sounds does it sound crazy to you, Ethan? It sounds insane. It just sounds so crazy. But can it love? A werewolf ain't my dad. But it's not so bad. It might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it give me a kiss? Can it hold my hand? Would it say I love you? Does it understand? Does it know that I've never felt this way before? There's a full moon tonight. It's so romantic. This might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it love? So what yeah. do you think? I think can that's a great, these great blood, fucking song? Can these blood drinking beasts from the very balls of the devil's baby are they capable of love? Well, I have a I have a question, and it's a real question because I'm high and I haven't thought about it before Shoot. I answer. Can anything with with this level of language not love? Um, I would say this level octopi? of communication. Let's say. Uh, I mean, octopi can't love. No, I, I didn't say anything about octopi. Oh, oh, I thought you said. I'm sorry, you didn't say octopus. No, no. <laughs> uh. I'm trying to think of counterexamples of things that I would say definitely can't love, but have maybe this level of communication. Maybe something like toddlers uh, would have been a good answer. Naked vole rats or uh, bees. Bees uh, have this level of language. That, well, I mean, it's very tough to tell how clearly bees can communicate, but they certainly have a level of language that I think functions as effectively as uh, what we see grunches using their language for. You know, leading them to places where they want to be, warning them about dangers, you know, different commute, you know, because near as we could tell, their communication is almost entirely activity based. We never see them talking in leisure. Mm. Uh, and I think that. <laughs> wow. More, I was. It's, it's more like hive mind. It could be. Or, you know, like there are some people that might say, uh, you know, animals aren't capable to say that animals are capable of love in the same way that you and I are capable. Well, of I don't love. think they're capable in the same way, but they're still capable of their love. I think they're capable of experience, experiencing uh, positive emotions because they have desires that are, uh, that can be fulfilled. Uh, so I the think dogs don't love food. Of, yeah. I think they're capable of pleasure. Uh, so if we expand love to that, extent i think they can love experiences 
and they are, uh, I think they're capable of loving uh, things about each other. Uh, so it's possible. It's possible. I'm not going to rule it out. Okay. Then I think they can what's love. Your, what's your dream date with a grunge? Um, I would like to take it to one of those, um, what are those people, those hypnotists. Okay. And I would like us to both go through regression and I would like them to try and remember being testicles. Okay. Cause I would love to hear about how that whole Marie Laveau testicular transformation came about. I think that's amazing. Their origin story. I would love to see if they could connect with that. And It'd then I would like to hear that from their point of view. Exactly. That would be amazing. And then we dropped as testicles, you know, like I think it would be amazing if we could find a therapist capable of, you know, such uh such a feat. Fair enough. What, what would your, what would your uh, uh, first date be with uh a grunch or I don't know. Can you go out with two grunches or do you have to No, They're, are they monogamous or, uh, well, I mean, I am, I don't know if they are. I You're right. Okay. So what, one grunch, where, where would you take the grunch on your dream first date? Courtside Pelicans. <laughs> go, go Zion Williamson. <laughs> Let's get those slam dunks. For the Pelicans. You would, that's the whole thing? Just What? That's going to be... Obviously, it's going to be a great game. They're a great team, great franchise. Right. That's and a good point. It, so that is gonna, enough. They're going to bring... Yeah, there's no need to gild the lily. We'll both have a lot of fun, I think, cheering on the home team. And, uh, you know, during breaks... What would, you just, do, what would you do if the guy sitting behind you was like, what's that fucking green monster? Hey, buddy. You got a problem with the lady here? You may need to take a walk. <laughs> I love that. That's dope. Uh, so, yeah. Can it fuck? That sounds crazy, but can it fuck? Yes. Oh, 100%. These things fuck like rabbits, I bet. That's just how they just act like they're like dirty little like humpers. Yeah, they got big fuckers vibes. They're like they've got critters vibes a little bit. A little bit. They're little nasty guys. Yeah, yeah. I think they would have attitudes like gremlins. Yeah, and something about the bayou and New Orleans is such a sexy city. Yes, it is. Got a lot of sex, a lot of sex appeal. Yeah, like back when you you would do research on locations to find sexual stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet if you did that on Nolans, you'd find oh. some big numbers. I. I- <laughs> I don't think there'd be enough time to go through the uh, craziness you could find sexually in New Orleans. That's their chief import and export is is weird sex. Yes. God bless them. Yeah. It's fight night. Fight. So we got how many grunch, how many grunch to take on the big man, do you think? By the big man, do you mean seven foot one, 350 pound, 21 year old prime Shaquille O'Neal? That's the only one I could possibly ever mean. The biggest man of all. What are their best weapons, the grunchies? Well, uh, they've obviously they've got goat hooves. Right. Don't like to get kicked with goat hooves. Uh, they've got a very powerful bite. That can rip a right. hole in your body 
large enough and deep enough to suck organs through. Oh, that's gross. Uh, they might be able to fly. Probably, let's say one in five can fly. One in 20 can it, turn into dead. a ghost. And they have a powerful stink and chip-like strength. I think it takes 300 to beat Shaq. Would you think it would take 300 chimps to beat Shaq? No. So you think they're worse than chimps, even though they have chimp-like strength? Yes. Well, one in you said one in ten of them is a ghost, so they're not doing anything. I don't think... Well... They're just going to scare Shaq. It's actually going to be like, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I mean, fair enough, Shaq. I think that number is incredibly high. I'm going to say four. What? Four grunchies can be the Shaq? Well, what if one's a ghost? One in every group is going to be a ghost, is going to be a, a ghost. Okay, so if we've got one ghost in there, but we lost, that means then I'm also going to take one that can fly. Right. And so I think the one that can fly is going to swoop down while Shaq <laughs> is uh, going after the ones that are on the ground. You know, to get to them, he's going to have to turn his back to the sky. And they, I bet these fuckers are devious. And I bet they have these sorts of strategies. I'm going to have a question. If, it, if a chimp hit Shaq in the leg, what would it do? Uh, I don't know, but if a uh, chimp bit an apple-sized chunk <laughs> out of his leg, I bet that's going to slow him down. I bet that's going to inhibit his mobility. But would that just make him A, angry, and B, aware that they can do that and more careful? It's also going to make him rapidly losing blood <laughs> and uh, literally unable to uh But Shaq's heal quicker than other people. That's racist. <laughs> I don't think so, but <laughs> all right. All right. So somewhere, so between, somewhere between four, four and three hundred. <laughs> Way to wrap it up. I love it. Number two, we've got the Grunch. We'll actually we'll say five Grunches. Okay. Versus right. Ursula from The Little Mermaid, but she's black. Okay. Uh, as she should have been in the new Little Mermaid. Exactly. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, I just don't think is right for that role. It should have been either a black woman or her acting like a black woman. It should have been someone with a little bit more sex appeal. Like a Sofia Vergara. No, no. Somebody, she's still got to be a big gal though. Oh, uh, well. It should have been Lizzo. Oh, she's a sexy big lady. Yeah, she would have been great in that. Would you uh, do Lizzo like sexually if you were getting along and liked each other's personality? Would you do guys do yes. sex? I would, I would, I with like sight unseen without talking to her. I would, I would totally make sex with her. Lizzo would not have sex with either of us. No, of course not. She would not in a million years. Are you kidding? Why no, would that's... she ever? Why would she ever have sex with us? Well, I'm saying if we were given the God given opportunity, like, like, are you into her? I'm saying like looks wise. Do I find her attractive? Yes. Yeah. Yes. She's yeah, a I think I think woman. she's super hot. Yes, she is. Why'd you have to make it into... Obviously, she's not attracted to us. Why'd you have to make it into... Because I wanted to specify if you're saying, like, oh, yeah, yeah, would you stoop? I mean, obviously... Stoop? She's hot. Oh, you thought I was saying because she's a big lady. Because that's implicit when people ask that question about big ladies. Like, you wouldn't ask, like, oh, would you sleep with Sophia Vergara? I was about... That was my next question. It was not. I'll tell you why it was. Because she's 57. She looks great. I, I think she looks incredible. Okay, go ahead, Chip. Sorry. Uh, so five grunches versus Ursula. Black Ursula. 
Black versus Lizzo the Ursula. <laughs> uh, Ursula Lizzo. And... <laughs> Ursula Lizzo. So I'm going to say, no, I'm going to have to put this under. I mean, she could take care of little guys like this. She takes out little guys all the time. That's her whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, just a different power level. The, Ursula Lizzo takes it. I'm with you. Uh, we have two grunches okay. versus Muggsy Bogues and Spud Webb wearing brass foot knuckles. Okay, they've got obviously a lot of speed. Very explosive. Fast. Yeah, they're in their primes, obviously. Yeah, and so th- th- I think that's going to translate well to kicking power. Yep. I think with two, obviously, you said in every group there's a ghost, so one of mm-hmm. them is just not going to be a player. But he might scare Spud. He might scare Spud, but obviously Muggsy, 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 he's got no problem with it. So, yeah, I'm going to put this on old Bugsy and Spuds. You know what Muggsy would say? What's that? I am afraid of no ghosts. He would say that. Because <laughs> he has a deep voice, too, like Shaq, even though he's 5'3". Wow, he's that short, huh? <laughs> Um, Spud, yeah, he was 5'3", and Spud Webb was 5'6". Wow, incredible. Yeah, so he couldn't dunk, but Spud Webb could do a 360. Oh, shit. Uh, we have the Grunch versus three full-grown abortion survivors. Okay, well, so they're doing all right. Mm-hmm. Probably. Financially, probably, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, but they're alive. They're yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh... They might have some mixed emotions about surviving, <laughs> you know, I feel like that's got a way on you, <laughs> but hopefully they're in a good place with it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put it on the survivors. They're survivors right in their name. <laughs> that's true. They've already, this will be their second time surviving. Yeah. We've got one crunch versus the singer Lord. Okay. Singer of uh, Royals? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. She was a pretty young gal. She had it's a like good 17, attitude. I think. She's got a, she had a good vibe. She's older yeah. than that now. Very positive. Had a good good personality. I think South Park made fun of her and she was like totally like that's funny. I'm with it. Yeah, I'm going to put this one on Lord. Go get it. We have Five Grunches versus the Reverend Kenneth Copeland in a tube full of demons. Not familiar with the Reverend. Oh, uh, it's just a reference. He, he said flying in in uh, in a plane with uh, other people is like being in a tube full of demons, and that's why his congregation needs to give him a private plane. Fair enough. What a dick. Um, we have five ten Grunches. Excuse me. Versus the Wishmaster and Jiminy Cricket is on his shoulder. Okay. So, they'll both be granting... No, wait. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket didn't grant wishes. I know. It was That was the Blue Fairy. Right. Jiminy Cricket is acting as his conscience. Mm-hmm. So, the Wishmaster is going to still... Can the Grunches make wishes? No. Oh. They can't communicate. They're just going to attack the Wishmaster, and the whole time he's going to be like, "Do you want uh, to become uh, big? I don't know. Say anything, please. Make your wish. That's a good. Jiminy. That's not bad. Jiminy. Jiminy, get out of here. Save oh, well, how about this? Self. Can't Jiminy know what the Grunches are thinking and translate the wish for the Wishmaster? 
did Jiminy have telepathy? Well, he's a he's a magical creature. Did he have that magical power? I don't remember the movie. Like he he never he never spoke to the cat or the goldfish. He didn't. No, he never uh, spoke to uh, the whale monstro. He could have been like, "Hey, Geppetto? let us out of here." Nope, didn't speak to Geppetto. Was he imaginary? Uh, well, he spoke to the blue fairy and to Pinocchio. Well, yeah, but the blue fairy could have been imaginary too, and Pinocchio could have been imagining Jimmy Cr- Jiminy Cricket. If the blue fairy was imaginary, then where did Pinocchio come from? Geppetto made him, and he just made a living bu- puppet. Geppetto's God in this scenario. Okay, and all of us are Pinocchio. Yeah. Wow, much to consider. That's fucked up. Okay, we have three grunches versus Eric Weiss, Robert Zimmerman, and Natalie Hirschlag. Not familiar. Yeah, you do. Nope. That's uh, Bob Dylan, Natalie Portman, and Harry Houdini. Ah, okay. So all people famously hiding their Judaism from the public. <laughs> I was thinking uh, famous people who changed their names, but we can go with that as well. Uh, all famous people self-hating Jews of who they are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's got to put you at a disadvantage. But still, I think uh, the Jews are famously tough people. So I'm going to put it on the three of them. Last one. We've got the Grunch versus Mike Lindell, but he doesn't want to fight. He just wants a few minutes of your time. Well, too bad because they want a few pints of his <laughs> blood and organs. And so they will be biting into his chest and <laughs> neck and uh, ripping out grapefruit sized chunks. <laughs> this time they're really hungry and he will die quickly. Boy, what a fight! What a night. Do you have any more? Layla presents Crunch Facts. Number seven. The captain is not even a freaking captain. No, he's a captain. Yeah, he's not even a captain, though. Oh, what is what is he? he well, Captain Horatio Magellan Crunch. Yeah. That's his full name. Came under heavy scrutiny in 2013 when the news picked up on a viral image of his stripes and compared it with that of a true Navy captain. Mm. Uh, pretty soon he was called a liar and a fraud for sporting his naval uniform without actually holding a captain's rank. Mm. He has only three gold stripes on his sleeve, which would make him a commander. Mm. Doesn't that suck? And uh, the stolen actual... Stolen valor. The, yeah, that's what he is. He's totally stolen valor. Uh, the Navy weighed in on the matter. Uh, Captain Crunch appears to be wearing the rank of a U.S. Navy commander, spokesperson uh, Commander Sarah Flaherty said. Oddly, our personal records do not show a Captain Crunch who served or who has served in the Navy. Well, you know, you could be the captain of a non-military ship. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, but I guess if you're wearing those bars, that does imply military rank. Number eight. There is a super popular petition to promote Captain Crunch to the rank of Admiral. Boo. It has 22 signatures. LOL. Number nine. A guy used the Captain Crunch sailor box toy to hack the phone company. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the original phone freak. Yeah. This, This guy rules. John Draper had been enlisted in the Air Force in the 60s as a radar technician. 
and he discovered he could use um, a toy whistle he got in a box of Cap'n Crunch to hack into AT&T's phone lines because the whistle had this perfect pitch that aligned with the 2600 HC frequency. Mm -hmm. This allowed him or anybody with the whistle to make free phone calls. And and Draper became a counterculture celebrity after being profiled in Esquire. Uh, Unfortunately, this notoriety came with uh, charges of toll fraud and uh, jail time in California. Yep. (laughs) John Draper. You know what he reminds me of? The guy who uh, beat the game on... um, uh, what's that thing where you hit the thing and hope not to get a whammy? Pressure uh, luck. Pressure luck. The guy beat the system and won like all that money and then blew it and like lost all his money. It was sad, a sad story. But he, you remember the guy kept getting like big bucks every time. Yeah. You ever read yeah, that he story? Figured out the the algorithm. The algorithm, right? He that that was awesome. He reminds me of that guy. I love smart people who do weird stuff. Speaking of weird stuff, tell me about weird stuff. It's weird how scary this the grunge is. Well, I mean, Am I'm I right? I'm frightened. You see I me. Can, I can see I can see you and it's funny that even though you're not in your home, you're still once again recording reclining in bed. <laughs> I like I wanted you to be comfortable and not feel like it was a different, you know, oh, I yeah, I like- I feel always very comfortable when I'm talking to someone uh, over a webcam and they're just reclining in bed. I know that's how you feel most comfortable. So I just like to recreate it for, I didn't what do I want to, I want to sit at a desk and you're going to be all weirded out, you know, like I need yeah. you to be a hundred percent, you know, it, you know, in your right space during a podcast. I would be climbing the walls if I didn't ever so often see you shift and see your bare knee drift across the screen as you I- reach behind you for a soda. Are you serious? You can see my bear. I'm wearing my boxers. Aunt Roz, are you serious? <laughs> what? Is your computer? No, my computer's in here because I'm recording a podcast as we speak. Hey, Dan. His name is Shibble. Oh, hey, Shibble. Hi. Hi. He says, Aunt Roz, we're recording a podcast live. We're recording it now. You like podcasts? Close, close the door before I kill you, please. Are you kidding me? You are quaking in your boots right now. I am. I am. I really am. I'm freaked out. I Do you want me to tell you, is it real? Tell me, please. Just tell me, Shibs. Is real? Is real? Shake it. Hey! hey! <laughs> I forgot how long the pause is at the beginning of that. I need to just that a little bit you want to try so, it again or no no it's perfect cool listen uh is are the grunge real that's the question of the hour it is i'm i'm actually extremely interested because this is one of the best cryptids i've i've you know i can't believe you found well, one and then got the testicle story out of it so tell me is real i mean who am i to argue with the people of the great city of nolens <laughs> Uh, I did find, uh, I didn't find too much I could verify about this story, but I was able to find out more details about the devil baby. Oh, stop it. Tell me more. Now, allegedly, uh, the devil baby did not disappear, uh, but was- Who did it grow up to be? (laughs) It was given over to other famed New Orleans resident of the era, Madame de la Lorique. 
I, I, that would have been my guess. Uh, she, uh, the baby also, uh, its description matches an illness called Harlequin ichthyosis. Oh, that is really horrific. A truly horrifying illness. Do not Google it. I have no joke. Like, seriously, don't Google it. Like, I'm not even going to make a joke about it because, it, like, I don't want to have a bad dream about it or have, like, a future kid have it. No. Don't Google it. Uh, so that, uh, there could be some truth to the story of the devil baby, but I could not find any outside verification, anything to back up. By the uh, way, uh, no little, credible little grunge attacks, nothing like that. Little Nemo's nickname was Harlequin I- Ichthyosis. <laughs> because he was a clownfish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, thank you. I needed that. I deserved it. Thank you. You did. You did. Hey, oh, hey, but what's that? I Jesus Christ. Are we in a, a dimensional shift? No, it's the red light from Uncle Monster. How you doing, buddy? Hey! Uncle Monster, how are you? I missed you. I missed you. I'm doing good. Now, what Boy. can I do? Tell me what I can do until the next episode, because I'm out of my mind. You should watch a movie. And what movie should I watch, Uncle? That's a really good question. When Thank you think you. about it, there's just a lot of movies out there in the world that exist, a lot of feature-like films, yeah. are the different expressions of cinema. But I think probably <laughs> the movie that you should watch is Freddy Got Fingered, directed by and starring <laughs> Tom Green. <laughs> is that what's what does he do in the movie? Well, uh, he's an animator named Gord, but I think the most. <laughs> <laughs> The, the most fascinating part of the movie is that all the jokes are just confronting images. It's just nothing but horrific nightmare after nightmare, all just to try to make you laugh. Are you it, being serious? It's full of, it's very impactful. Like, name one of the nightmare images. Uh, Well, there was, I, I recently watched Freddy Got Fingered, Uncle Monster, so I'm going to hop in here. Yeah, yeah, thank uh, you. That well, there was when uh, Tom Green carved out the organs from a deer carcass what? and ran around wearing its skin, screaming before he gets hit by a truck, walks off uh, laughing. How funny would it be if that happened? It's an incredibly bizarre film. I I I think it holds up, still it, as uh, powerful as it ever was. Is it enjoyable to watch? Or are you being jokey? Enjoyable uh, depends on what you're looking for. I think it's very interesting. There, there will never be another, and there <laughs> should never be another. <laughs> but I like. I don't think you could have something like a Borat without Tom Green. I think really? he laid a lot of groundwork for what we have now. That's an amazing thought, actually. He he laid a lot of the the Dadaist humor that came out of like Adult Swim. You know, like, I think a lot of Adult Swim could trace its roots back to the animated sequence of Freddy Got Fingered, uh, uh, Zebras in America. Uh, uh, I like Adult Swim. Do you, Uncle Monster 2? Of course. Well, I'm glad to hear. Do you have a movie recommendation for us? Is Deep it Freddy Throat. Got Fingered? Oh, classic, because of the pornography. Yes, it has Linda Lovelace. She's a her- woman that has her clitoris in the back of her throat. Right, her... <laughs> 
the hood too. It's all in her throat. That's the that's the plot. That's the hook. <laughs> Don't watch with kids though, because that's grooming. No, this is more of an adult feature length film. That's it's for adults. That's right. Happy Tubishva, Jebel. Happy Tubishva, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in, listeners. I wanted to uh, direct you towards our newest social media presence. We're now on Blue Sky. Awesome. You can find us at unclemonster.bsky.social. And uh, you can also find us still on Instagram at unclemonster6. We're still sort of on Twitter at unclemonsterpod. And you can find us on Patreon at unclemonster6 with lots of great bonus episodes. We love you guys. Thank you for joining us. We can't wait to see you next week. And until then, don't, don't get, get spooked. spooked.